Welcome to the Frequency 49 Show. I'm Paul McDonald, alongside Deepak Gohill and Kev Nalen. Hello, guys. Hi, Paul. Hi, Paul. Kev, it's great to have you back. Where have you been for about five weeks? It's been a, it's been a strange show without you without you around, but uh, absolutely great to have you back with us. And Deepak, always good to talk to you, good sir. Yeah, it's always good to, to record another episode of this show. It is, especially after the last show. Oh my God, what a mess that show was. Graham Ross, you are an absolute legend for what you did with the last show. If you don't know, guys, um, we recorded the last show, which was the Arizona Review game, on the Sunday evening. But for some reason, none of my audio got recorded. So I had to record it separately on the Monday. And then Graham has managed to somehow cobble it all together into the show that we presented you with. Um, he's done an absolutely outstanding job, so props to you, Graham, for that one. Major props. Yeah, definitely. So, this Sunday, we have another brand new game. The San Francisco 49ers are heading east to take on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buffalo Bills are currently 3-2 and two in their division. 49ers, obviously, are 1-4. and four. Changes before the game, um, we do have a new quarterback under centre. Colin Kaepernick is in, Blaine Gabbert is out. Question for you guys on that straight away. Ignoring the score for a second, ignoring whether we actually win or whether we lose, what has Colin Kaepernick got to do to have his performance in this game considered a positive performance? Oof. I think he needs to... It's a really difficult question to answer. I think he needs to do the fundamentals, which is, you know, mm. find an open receiver. Don't try anything fancy. If something's not there, throw it out of bounds. Try not to take the sack. Certainly don't intercept the ball. And if you get an option... I mean, he's got to play to his strengths, which is his legs. So if he gets a, an opportunity on a read option play to, to go for it, then he should just take off, you know. Uh, but as long as he executes and he does the simple things well, um, surely that's all we can expect from him. Yeah. Um, Kev, are we? should we compare Colin Kaepernick in this Sunday's game to Blaine Gabbert? Or should we compare Colin Kaepernick to Colin Kaepernick? Why should we compare him to anybody? Get him to play the game doesn't matter who he plays like as long as he manages to connect on catches. He's not throwing mm. it at people's ankles. He's not throwing it a mile over their head. Then move the chains down the field. doesn't matter. That's all we really want. No point comparing him to anybody. Just get that win. We spoke um, on the weekend show about what one of the issues that Kaepernick had was reading his progressions. I think that's you know that that's one of the first things that we need to see a change in, don't we? We've had Gabbert all uh, looking for his, his first receiver only in uh, Jeremy Curley. Last season, season before, we had Kaepernick looking for his first receiver only. It was Crabtree and, you know, it's gone on from there. We need to see that as one of the first changes, don't we? We do. Um, will we get to see it? We don't know. I mean, Kaepernick didn't play that many snaps in preseason either. I think he only started as one game. Yeah. And this serves yeah. me right for not paying any attention to preseason. But 
by all accounts, he didn't set the world on fire in that preseason game. But you've got to give him, you've got to give Kaepernick a benefit of the doubt here because he has been injured, he has been on the sideline, um, and I'm sure he's an honest football player in as much as he's desperate to start and play and lead this team. And I think there is a lot of pressure on Kaepernick more than he probably realizes. But least of all is actually winning the game. I think he needs to get out there, gain some of the respect back that he may have lost to his teammates. And the way he's going to get that is to be a leader on the field. And to be a leader on the field, he's going to need a lot of confidence, which this is a vicious yeah. circle he's going to get by playing solid, fundamental football. Nothing fancy. Just play the vanilla game. And if something's not going to happen, then don't risk something <clears throat> to, to force it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Learn how to throw uh, it away. Yeah, absolutely. Very good shout, yeah. Um, he did have a tendency to take the sack, didn't he, rather than get rid of the ball. Um, last season, when we saw Kaepernick on the field under Jim Tomsula as head coach, he seemed quite stifled, didn't he? He, he? he wasn't able to perform as we had seen him in previous seasons. Do you think... In this game on Sunday, Chip Kelly is likely to sort of take the leash off and let Colin Kaepernick do what he does? Or are we going to see a tight game from from Kaepernick with it being his first game back after such a long layoff? Interesting question, Paul, because was it Kip, Chip Kelly's decision to actually play him in the first instance? Uh, I know the sound bites in the media and the press are Kelly announces that Kaepernick's going to start, but really, was it Kelly's decision? He didn't even pick the 53-man roster. I keep saying it every week. Was it really Kelly's yeah. decision, or was it front office saying to Kelly, look, we're going to restructure a new deal with this guy. Just get him on the field. We want him playing. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is Kelly that yes man with the coach and the GM that's going to do as he's told and say, okay, fine, you want me to play him? I'll play him. Um, I, I do believe that there's absolutely nothing to lose in playing Kaepernick. We don't have no, nothing to lose, okay? But I think if you're going to play him, give him a sustained number of games, i.e. at least five, same number as Gabbard's had, before we um, panic. Unless it's, he is a complete and utter car wreck, he deserves at least five games. One of the reports I read yesterday, um, I need to start citing sources for these reports, don't I, rather than just saying one of these reports I read, uh, but I, I honestly can't remember where I read it, was it insinuated that Chip Kelly had thrown Trent Bulky under the bus by picking Colin Kaepernick, as if this is against the front officer's wishes. Now, we've discussed the, the possible contract thing as the reason that he's been kept off the field. If that is the situation and the contract, the contract thing isn't resolved, could it be that Chip Kelly has said, enough's enough, this is my team, I'm picking him? Do you think, do you think that's something that... Is that Chip Kelly's persona? It may be, because let's be honest, Gab, Gabbert's been awful, you know, and all yeah. things considered equal... If you're a coach, you'd probably cut the guy who plays badly as well and replace him with somebody else. You know, you'd, you'd want to yeah. pull him. So I'd say it's in any coach's nature to do that. And, you know, if you're looking at it from a black and white perspective, you know, Chip, Chip Kelly's absolutely right in pulling Gabbert, you know, because he, he, he has been terrible, you know. 
And I yeah. say this, giving Colin Kaepernick a fresh blanket of snow, but it's not as simple as that. Kaepernick has got form. He has proven without too much doubt that he isn't the answer either. You know, but he has got a huge opportunity to, to claim this starting position for himself if he wants to keep it, you know. Um, again, <clears throat> if we if we take the cynicism out of it and look at it, would it be a pure football coaching decision to play him? It, it's really hard to, to find a fault with that argument simply because any coach would do that. You know, if you had a quarterback who was absolutely awful and only won you one game and he was just getting worse and worse and worse, you'd want to replace him with somebody else, you know. Let's move away from Kaepernick now because we spent 10 minutes literally talking about him. Um, there is much more to this team than Colin Kaepernick, for, for better or worse. We're going into Buffalo, um, who, as I said at the top of the show, are 3-2. and two. They put up big numbers, um, and we have a massively depleted defence. Kev, give us an idea on what your thoughts are for this game right now. Um, it's not gonna not looking pretty for as with McCoy gashing holes through last week's attempted defence to stop him. Um, you mentioned on the previous show about fourth straight game where the team had got a hundred yards, a hundred yard rush right, against yeah. us. I can easily yeah. see this being five straight games with yeah. McCoy just running through the middle. If we can do that, if we can stop him a bit and stop um, Tyrod Taylor wandering around the backfield before throwing the ball. Just try and keep their, just try and keep them in check a bit. And then hopefully our offense will actually try and spark a bit under new quarterback regime. What about you, Deepak? What's your thoughts? Don't know too much about the Buffalo Bills, but I do know one thing: they shut out the Patriots, which. Hasn't doesn't happen very often, so there's no doubt that they've got the weapons to be able to to tear apart any defense, you know. And whilst mm. New England, are, they are a very well groomed, a very well oiled offensive machine uh, to score on them is still um, it's a pretty good going. So it's but you just don't know what you're going to get with the Bills, do you? You know that you you really don't know what you're going to get. I do think. Okay, I mean, I'll say it. I think they're capable, more than capable of beating us. But uh, like last week and the week before, I said this is another winnable game. You know, Buffalo are not a marquee team. They're not the first team that you're going to think about as being potential Super Bowl champions this year. So therefore, we should be able to beat them. You know, they're, they're, they're those middle-tier, mediocre-type teams that we need to be beating, you know, um, can we on the day? Hard to tell. Let's say that Buffalo runs riot over the 49ers defence and has a high scoring game again. Has the 49ers offence with Kaepernick, with Curley, with Carlos Hyde, have they got enough to compete in a high scoring game? Or is it more likely that this is going to be a one-sided game? Bear in mind that I've just had a look at the odds and the odds only have Buffalo as seven-point favourites. Yeah, actually flatters us quite a bit if they're only seven-point favourites. 
Well, when you consider the vast majority of our points have come in garbage time, I think the answer is probably no. Well, it depends if we can string a whole game together. Because we've, we've scored points in the fourth quarter, we've scored them in the first and second quarters. Third quarter's just been dreadful every game we've played, but we've just not been consistent for the whole 60 minutes. And we That's something, yeah, that definitely needs working on. And we really need to stop meerkatting. Yeah. <laughs> I like the meerkatting. I'm, I'm sure that's just a ploy. I like that. It is a ploy. It does look funny, though. But I, I don't like it either. I'm thinking, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> meerkatting. <laughs> it's got a name then. <laughs> yeah. Well, Kev coined it in week two. No, it was week one, wasn't it, yeah. Kev? When you called it the meerkat offense. And there's, there's no better way of referring to it, really. <laughs> you don't have to explain it, do you? If you know what a meerkat is. No. You know what that <laughs> offense is. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's either that or they're selling insurance. One of the two. Um, right. The 49ers aren't one of the pick six this week. So, we can have we, we, we can have a discussion as to whether it's going to be a win or a loss without it sort of being part of that whole pick six thing. Deepak, win or lose? Win. I'm always going to say we're going to win this game. Um, I think we're going to win because, A, we don't know what Buffalo team is going to play. And B, Kaepernick might be the rejuvenation. He might be the spark. He might be that thing that we've been missing all season. So, I've oh, got to fancy our chances. We've got nothing to lose. I say we're going to win. Very good points. Kev? I think we're going to roll the clock back to the last time we played against the Bills and win 45-3 again. <laughs> ever the optimist, Kev. Ever the optimist. I've got to agree with Deepak in that I think we could well see a rejuvenated Colin Kaepernick. It's whether that lasts or whether it sort of peters out. If if you remember when Blaine Gabbert came into the, in, in, um, in a starting quarterback middle of last season, he, he sort of had that... He studied the ship straight away, that, didn't he? Yeah, he, he had that high period, didn't he? And then it slowly petered off and petered off all the way down to where he's been benched again. I just hope we don't see that with Kaepernick where simply, his, simply having a new quarterback under centre rejuvenates the offence. But then we just settle back into the same old, same old where... The, the wide receivers aren't being found when they're open or where the ball is to their hands and they drop. Because as much as we've blamed, we've blamed Blaine Gabbard, try saying that when you're drunk five times, um, for some of his passing, sometimes it has been right on the money and it's been dropped. That, you know, that you can't put on Blaine Gabbard, that you've got to put on the wide receivers. If... That sort of thing starts happening again. I think you're going to see Colin Kaepernick's confidence just go through the floor. Yeah. Because I mean, as any any of us would, it was we'd, we'd be standing saying, "What's the point?" Let's just get a reality check here. This is Colin Kaepernick. We have seen the very worst of him, or maybe we haven't seen the worst yeah. of him. But we've seen a football player who's not significantly better than Blaine Gabbert. I'm sorry to say it. Yeah. But yes, he enjoyed a great deal of success, but he had an, a lights out team to go with it, you know. So let's, he's not the savior. He could be the savior, yeah. but let's just be 
realistic about what we can expect from Kaepernick, you know, and I think the less expectation, the less pressure is more advantageous to us winning a football game. But, you know, I, I don't think that all of a sudden we've got a, a, a quarterback that's going to win us a, a Vince Lombardi trophy that for whatever reason we chose not to use. That's not the case at all. We've got a quarterback who yeah. regressed so rapidly and so sharply and so quickly that we had no no option but to not play him you know that's 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 who's starting on sunday you know it's not somebody who could single-handedly win you a vince lombardi trophy yeah he's not the messiah no he's not he's a very oh deepak you ruined it he's a very he's naughty a very boy, naughty boy. boy. Yes. <laughs> i teed it up for you there come on give me a break you did <laughs> So we're we're going for three wins there. Then we 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 think blindly as we do that the Forty ers are going to win this game against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, let's change our focus now onto the pick six. Um, we have our six games in, and Kev, it's over to you, sir. Okay. So first of all, quick update from week five. We had our first two pick six of the season. Um, after I eventually managed to get the result of the Giants and Packers game right, for some reason I was convinced <laughs> for more than a day that the Giants had beat the Packers. And it's like, uh, no, they didn't. It's like, oh. so despite all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgot how point scoring works. The higher one wins. <laughs> yes. Um, Maybe that's the situation that we've had with Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> so Connor O'Reilly and Kevin Williams got a full six. Uh, elsewhere, Brian and Deepak got five, Paul got four, and I reverted to form with a brilliant one, which I probably deserve for picking a tie and the Browns in the same week. <laughs> Listen, well done on pick, getting the pick six. It's not an easy thing to do. No. Um, so very, very well done. And to have two pick sixes in one week is absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yeah, very well done on that. Yes, says the man who managed to pick a pick six when he was running the competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I knew that one was going up somewhere. So, overall, <laughs> uh, we've still got four equal at the top of the leaderboard. So, Daryl Neils, Hanman, David Foster, Mark Corn, and Mike Farron are leading the way. But the person to watch out for is Kevin Williams, who got a pick six this week. He's only two points behind, and he didn't play the first week. So really, wow. Yeah, on average, he's uh, easily leading the way. So he might he might well catch up this week or next week if he carries on his streak as he's going at the moment. Um, it's still it's still all kind of quite tight as well, isn't it? It is. Yes, there's just been like that one or two random games a week that have thrown people mm. out. Yeah. Um. So elsewhere, Brian's on eighteen, Paul's on sixteen, Deepak's on fifteen. And I've slid back down the table to 14. So I've got at least two people who have missed a week above me already, which is uh, good going. And anybody who hasn't missed a week who's below me should um, hang their heads in shame, really. <laughs> Kev, Kev, the, the, the one thing that you've got is consistency. It is, yeah. Go, go with that. Look for the positive. Mm -hmm. Anyway, <laughs> so moving on to this week. Yeah, the, there was a lot of voting in for the picks. At one point, the 49ers game was top of the list, but it ended up about ninth in the volume of picks. 
the six games we have, uh, we've got three one o'clock games. Well, one o'clock Eastern, so 6 p.m. over here. Eagles at the Redskins. Uh, Panthers at the Saints, both divisional games. And the Rams at the Lions. Then the later evening games, we've got the Chiefs at the Raiders, another divisional tie. Falcons at the Seahawks. So our traditional old divisional rivals against our new ones. And the final one is Cowboys at the Packers. So, game one. The Eagles at the Redskins. Paul. Eagles had a pretty decent start, didn't they? I think, didn't they go on a, a three-game unbeaten run? Yep. Uh, so, but the wheels came off and they're now three and one. Washington is just behind them on three and two. Um, I'm literally looking at the stats as we, as we talk about it. Um, offensively, Washington are actually ahead in total yards per game and passing yards per game. Mm, I'm going to go Philly on the road. Okay, Deepak. Yeah, my methods aren't as scientific. Um, I like the way the Eagles are going this year. Uh, I thought you were going to say you like the jersey or something like that. No, then. I like the way the Eagles are playing this year. They've, they've got a lot of confidence. Washington, yeah, I like the skins too, but I think Philadelphia might be a bit too much for them. So I'm going to go with the Eagles. So unsurprisingly, yes, I've gone with the Redskins. <laughs> and it, it would appear that Charlie doesn't like that choice at all. <laughs> He's trying to tell you something. Change your pick, you idiot. Yes, yeah. probably something along those lines. Uh, okay, game two, the Panthers at the Saints. Deepak. Mm, a Southern Derby. I think Carolina are going to be far too strong for New Orleans. Um, I'm going with the Panthers. Okay, Paul. Mm, I don't know on this one. Carolina haven't had the start that anybody was expecting from the NFC champions. They're bottom of their division. New Orleans just above them, but it is in the Superdome. Saints win. So, Paul, you'll be gutted to realise that I've gone with the Saints as well. Can I change my pick? I want to change my pick. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> Too bad. Dog. Dog, which one should I go for? He's not saying anything on that one. Yeah, he's quite happy with that one, yes. <laughs> okay, so game three. The Rams at the Lions. Paul. I really don't want to pick this one. <laughs> uh, the Rams are doing well, but I don't like to say it. Uh, they're going into Detroit. Now, I'm going to go with Detroit, actually. I think they're going to end up with three and three, so Detroit win. Okay, Deepak. Uh, I'm going to go with Detroit. Um... I think they're at home. The Rams huff and they puff, but I think they might not blow out Anakin Bolin's new house down. I'm going with Detroit. And I've gone for the Lions as well. So we have a, an agreement across the piece. And so is the dog. Yeah, that's quite <laughs> over there as well. So is this going to be like the whole World Cup octopus thing? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The, dog, the dog's <laughs> going to predict the scores for us. <laughs> to be fair, he probably couldn't do a worse job than I do, so... Well, this is true. <laughs> What's even worse is that he's not your dog. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> so, game four, the Chiefs at the Raiders. Deepak. Well, do you know, I love matchups like this. It's a proper AFC West derby game. They hate each other's guts. I think the Raiders are going to win this. They're on fire. The way they played the other day... Um, yeah, they've got a lot of confidence. They came from behind to beat San Diego, so uh, 
Yeah. Who hasn't? Uh, I, well, true, true. I, I think the Raiders will do it. I think they'll beat them in Arrowhead, which is a difficult place to win. It's at the Raiders, so... Oh, it's at the Raiders. I thought it was in Kansas City. It is at the Raiders. Yeah, uh, in that case, yeah, yeah they don't need the home... They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they've got the home advantage. I think they'll win. Deepak, put your teeth back in. What teeth? That's easy for you to say, Paul. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> so, Paul... Oh, Alex Smith, Kansas City. I'd love to be able to pick him. I did like him as a quarterback. But Oakland are just... I think they're just too strong this season. Four and one, top of their division as it stands. It's got to be a Raiders win. And yes, yeah, so I've gone with both of you with the same game, same result again. So I've gone for the Raiders as well. So game five, the Falcons at the Seahawks. Paul. Ooh. I've got to go Falcons just on the fact that I cannot pick the Seahawks. I don't care whether they get absolutely slaughtered. I am not picking the Seahawks. Sorry. Deepak. The aggressive bird bowl, as I call this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, wh- where is it? Is it in Seattle? It is, unfortunately. It is, yes. yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go with Atlanta because the S word is so hard for me to say. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, this is my tie of the week. <laughs> as it uh, turns into a feathery bloodbath. Uh, and uh, they all end up dying. That's a... Uh, Moving swiftly on to game six, we have the Cowboys at the Packers. Um, Deepak. Green Bay at home. Again, this is one of those old-time games. That, yeah, I'm going to go with Green Bay. I think at home they're, they're very difficult to beat. Paul. This is going to be a really good game um, to watch as well as um, as just picking the, 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 the winner on. Dak Prescott is doing the job for the Dallas Cowboys I think there's a possibility he's actually done Tony Romo out of a job, finally. Maybe that man will now retire. Yeah, they're going into Green Bay. Um, Dallas at top of their division. Green Bay are 3-1. I, I don't want to, but I'm going to give Dallas the edge. Dallas win. Okay, and I've gone for the Packers, mainly because I just can't pick the Cowboys ever. Ditto. Against well my religion. Said, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want my man card now? Yeah. We've already claimed it once this season, to be fair. <laughs> I played it, but I won it back. <laughs> okay, so that's it then for the pick six yep. this week. Brilliant. Get, yeah, get your picks in by 6pm UK time on Sunday night and join the um, game day thread for us to um, talk about our game, obviously, but also have a chance to... Uh, chat around the other games as they're happening yep it'll be i'm sure it'll be a very active game day thread as well i was surprised actually at just how active the game day thread was for the 49ers game against arizona considering that it was 125 kickoff on a friday morning yeah um the numbers that we got for that game were comparable to any other game day thread that we have on a Sunday. So I was very surprised at that. Thank you to everybody that joined in the game day thread. It's always a great thing. Is it? We have a really good uh, a really good discussion in there. and It's all, always great banter in the game day threads. I'll tell you what's amazing about our game day thread is that it's still active almost a week after the game's over. People are still commenting yeah, it's, for several it's days. It's still going. Yeah, for several days after the game, people are still got an observation or a comment that adds a lot of value to the discussion that that's gone on in the game day thread and i i absolutely love the the levels of interest that we have in that 
game day thread. It, it really does bring a lot of people together to enjoy the game so much more. So as uh, as Kev said, get your um, your picks in nice and early for the pick six games this week. Because if you don't, he's sending that dog round. <laughs> <laughs> So that is it for this episode of the show. Thanks to AudioNautics.com for the music. Thanks to Rob Newell, James Little, Mark Lyon, Kev Nalen, Andrew Mitchell, Kat Victorino, Gav Sutton and Graham Ross for all the work they do on the group and in the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Frequency 49, uh, at Frequency 49, sorry, and on Facebook, search the Frequency 49 show. It is time to say goodbye, boys. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, boys. On behalf of Kev Nalen and Deepak Gohill, I've been Paul MacDonald. You've been the audience, and this has been the Frequency 49 Show. Bye for now.